0: About the roles, the roles of men and women. Biblical roles of men and women. So, um, let us pray, dear Lord. We just want to give praise to you this this evening, uh, for being our God and uh, being so gracious to us, is to give us your only Son, yes, to save us from our wretchedness, our sins, um, all our iniquities. Everything that we did, Lord, that was um, that was unlawful. Um, as the Bible says, that um, we've all gone astray, each one uh, to his own on his own way. So we just ask, Lord, that you forgive us from the sins that we commit daily, oh Lord. Um, just have you have mercy on us, oh God. Um, and we just pray, oh Lord, for this uh, this uh, gathering that we have today, that you. Um, teach us, oh God, from your word and that as we go home we may go with something to practice during the week and the, for the rest of our lives. So, and I thank you Lord for those that managed to join us today just, I'm um, very grateful for such a wonderful day. Um, give glory and honor to you forevermore. In Jesus' name Amen. 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 Okay. Alright, um today's today's uh, topic of study is in the new um new series, right? Say so, yeah, a new series um about last time we we're doing uh the, the, the um the issues about the Pentecostalism and we've started a new series issues affecting the church today and uh, we're gonna give we're gonna do an overview of the biblical roles of men and women and yeah uh, I like this topic um, because it specifies biblical uh, you, you didn't just say roles of men and women because it would open doors for other ideologies to kind of explain this this topic. But I'm just gonna give you a brief um overview of just an uh, itinerary, of how we're gonna be moving um ahead oh. together, so that uh, we don't get sidetracked. <coughs> so, um, the things that I'm gonna address, um, we're gonna talk about worldview. Um, the reason why I like the topic of worldview the most is um everyone uses it to kind of understand how things work, um, why things are the way they are, where things are going. Everyone is some kind of a worldview. Um, So I'm gonna talk about worldview. Um, I'm not gonna dive much into what kinds of worldviews are there and get uh, into details of what they do, what they believe. But I just wanna lay out a foundation so that we know that, you know, this is how other people think, uh, concerning this topic. So we're going to talk about the biblical worldview of gender or oh, roles of men, uh, men and women. We're going to talk about um, where did men and women come from? Um, for what purpose are men and women made for? What results in correctly applying the biblical model of gender roles? So some of the the things we talk about here might be hidden in the in the message so just um keep your ears open to those things <clears throat> so i'm just going to give you a few maybe i don't know if some of you have ever heard of the the, the term or words. usually they're called, they're joined together i don't know if you've ever heard it so yeah just for benefits of the discussion or the topic let's just give a few def- we just give a few definitions um according to oxford dictionary the worldview view is a particular philosophy of life or conception of the world and um, the most common site that people go to wikipedia says it is the fundamental cognitive orientation it's quite fancy wording here but in other words it's just um, It's just a philosophical view. So it's a fundamental cognitive orientation of an individual or society encompassing the whole of the individual's or society's knowledge and point of view. When I was doing my research, there's a nice definition I I found. I don't know much about the person, but the the definition is good. Uh, The person is James Sire. He says a worldview is a set of presuppositions or assumptions which may be true, partially true or entirely false, Mm. which we hold consciously or subconsciously, consistently or inconsistently about the basic makeup of our world. Or we could simply say it is the sum total of what we believe about the most important issues of life. So it's summing what we believe about life. And then I went on to Ligonier trying to maybe get more, uh, to get like, what's the Christian view? I mean, the Christian definition of worldview. So they say it is an overall view of the world. It is not a physical view of the world, but rather a philosophical view. Um an all encompassing perspective on everything that exists and matters to us so in other words the things that are around us um in this world could be ideas could be objects sometimes try to explain them you ha- you have a certain standpoint or um a certain perspective you, have, you 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 view that on for example um let's let's look at the the material universe right um the way that the atheists view how maybe a rock is made, when it was made. Um, they have to stand at a certain uh, standpoint to kind of like give you in, what they think about it. But as Christian, we also have our own um, view. We we have our own standpoint to explain why things are the way they are. Uh, so the person persons so or society, societies or a group's worldview represents their core beliefs on the world's most frequently asked questions. Um, um, when we look at worldview um, it's representing what you believe about the world um, and how you can answer some questions that you often ask in your own mind or hear about or think about. Um, so the most um, Frequently asked questions. There are three that I always think about. Number one, where did I come from? Number two, why am I here? And number three, where am I going? So an individual's worldview even represents his beliefs on other things like religion. Where you are standing makes you think of religion. Um, You think about marriage in that perspective. You think about parenting, it also has an effect. And in our topic gender, roles of men and women, what's the balance? Um, Wealth, how you handle wealth, how you see wealth, is also affected by where you're getting your views from. Relationships, law, you see politics. Um, You can tell by the way someone is, is, uh, even the the judicial system, the way they're handling, cases, you can tell where they're getting their ideas from. Um, leadership, when you look at husbands in homes, uh, pastors or elders in churches, uh, ministers in the government and the president, world leaders, the way they lead, it's also it's also connected to their worldview. <clears throat> So just briefly, I'm just gonna give you four the four most um, basic type the basic types of worldviews that we have. There is atheistic or materialism, Um a lot of us we've heard about it. It's those people who believe that everything is a it, it's it's a coincidence. We can't go deep into all this because it might end up uh, wasting time. Uh we have Hinduism, Buddhism, New Age thinking. These people there that they are very. It's more more like um uh, a self esteem kind of thing. Build yourself up from within. Uh, your ideas come from within. Um, your decisions come from within. You they talk about um what's, what what are you God's telling you. Uh, you? This is something you make your decisions from what's coming inside. Yeah. You don't consult anyone, and this is uh this it's a very dangerous one because each person is different. So the, the new age thinking, the one they say, you know, it's all coming from them. They do like a self healing thing. When you're sick, control your body with your mind, you'll be fine. And then we have postmodernism. Some say that postmodernism is not a worldview because uh, they say uh, there's no objective truth, there's no view to anything. What you think, what, what you think, or so what they think, it's the same thing. I mean like it, it doesn't matter what you think is your truth what you think is your truth you're all saying the truth no one is for, no one is wrong we're all right and then the most important one that we use as Christians is the Christian or biblical word and where do we get it from the bible so as we go on with this topic um we're going to be getting our views from the bible because that's our standpoint as Christians. Just to clear things out as we even further as we discuss, that as Christians, we're not gonna try to bring extra biblical views and try to to treat them as uh, as the word of God, because they are not. So our focus as Christians is the biblical worldview, because the rest, in my Christian shoes, I could say they are nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Um, they are faulty in nature. They, yeah, they're faulty. Preachers. And they don't represent well the original story of the world. Yes. Yes. So they're false. Yeah. All right. Now let me just give a brief definition of what the biblical or Christian worldview is. It is the view. It just, I think you just said it. It is the view of the world from a biblical perspective or standpoint. Um, as Christians, we believe that the, the Bible... believe that the Bible is the authoritative word of God, right? We all believe, and we should agree at this point, that we believe that the Bible is the authoritative word of God. It is the word of God. And it contains the character, or we could say attributes, the mind, mindset, ideas, the plan of God for mankind and the rest of the universe. So in other words, we say the Bible contains all the information that we need for us to be able to live today, um, for our existence, to be able to know where we came from, to answer these questions, where we came from, where we are, why we are here, and where we are going. We can use the Bible to answer those questions. <clears throat> um... And every other view does not matter to us because it doesn't agree with scripture. So, yeah. We may talk about it, but as long as it doesn't support, it's not supported by scripture then um, we can't use it. It's void. All right. So now, in since I've established that uh, as we go on with our study, Every, any conclusion that we're going to arrive at, it's going to be a command from Scripture. What God has said for us and commanded for us from Scripture. So, now we're going to dive into our core topic on biblical roles of men and women. Actually, my presentation is going to be very short. Yeah. So, what does the Bible say about men and women so there's um, three things I'm gonna touch on there's the general purpose of mankind whether you're female or male there's some things that are required for, by uh, required uh, by God from us that you can say ah, because you're a woman you can participate in this or you can do this so that we're gonna look at that then we're gonna look at the purpose of men separately in marriage union or outside of marriage and then the purpose of a woman separately in marriage or uh, and outside of marriage yeah one interesting thing that i found when i was doing my research is a lot of these things that um that a lot of things that i found they are very much applicable to all whether you're male or female and there's a few things that Maybe we can use to put a, a distinction say, ah, you know, women do this, men, this is what you're made for. So, and I have so many points on this on the general purpose of mankind. So, this is just to let you understand what God requires of us as people. So, the general purpose of mankind is the first thing I'm going to touch on. So, the first point I don't know if you want to write notes or if you yeah it's okay if you remember it but yeah the the first one is to glorify God that's the reason why one of the reasons why God created man Um, there's some statements I borrowed from one of my uh, elders when I was in China he used to say something that was it was very interesting to me so I borrowed some statements that when God created man, He didn't create mankind out of boredom. Mm. He was not there, you know, like, ah, I'm feeling bored. So, I mean, I think if I make a person like me, maybe my, I, I would feel better. No. He didn't create mankind because He was lonely. The Bible t- tells us that God is holy, and holy means sacred and set apart. That Him. He doesn't need the universe to be God. The universe doesn't make him God. He's God alone outside the universe. Whether there's a universe or not, it doesn't change the fact that he's God. So he wasn't lonely. He doesn't need a companion. God didn't create mankind because he felt important and he needed an army. The word important means powerless. He didn't feel like, "Ah, I think I'm weak now. I need an army. I need soldiers who are going and fighting the devil for me. I didn't need that. Through mankind, God was glorified in creation. So, just gonna look at um, Psalm 104, verse 24 to 25. It's one of my favorite Psalms. Psalm 104. Verse twenty four to twenty five. This is to support this point of why we say God was um, glorified through creation, and to this reason why He created that if like all creation can give glory to God. So verse twenty four to twenty five. Um, it says, Oh Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your create your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things both and uh, both small and great. Um, he made everything uh, for His glory. Everything that He created he wasn't born. So when you look at God's glorification. It comes through various ways through mankind. One, so these are a few things. Another one is God is glorified in birth and in death. When a child is born, God gets the glory. When someone dies, God gets the glory. God is glorified in salvation of mankind. When you get saved, God is glorified. When you die in sin, God is glorified anyway. Mm. Whether he saves you or doesn't save you, he doesn't he doesn't lose his glory through that. This is revolving around why mankind are here. So it, it kinda humbles us too. Uh, to think that whether I'm rich or I'm poor doesn't it's one of my points that he's glorified in wealth and poverty, uh, in sickness and in health. When someone is sick and is almost dying. God doesn't lose his glory. He's still glorified. Why? Because he's sovereign. Um, so through men, God get, gets glory. So as we live our lives, we should always think about it. Um, our our lives, are, are they glorifying God? Anyway, whether we want it or not, God is glorifying. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to curse God. You might want to say things. You might want to reject God. But he's glorified. And you don't take away from his glory. By anything mm-hmm. so either ways whether you you hate him or you love him he's glorified through your life um second point mankind was made to obey the law um we just want to read Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13. 12, verse 13, <clears throat> this is actually the conclusion of this chapter, uh, the end of the matter, all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of men, so, for God will bring every deed into judgment, with every secret thing, whether good or evil, so this is telling us the role of men. Whether male or female, this is the point I saying that these things are applicable to all. Everyone, whether you are a woman or even a man, you are you are supposed to obey God's law. And um, even though it was uh, it's difficult, but it is what it is. We're right? supposed to obey God's law. Um Yeah, so I was saying though the law doesn't save. We still see that God has set his law in every person's heart. The Bible says Whether you want to be atheist, he, there's a lot of uh, debates going around. So what, what's your standard of, of morality? Where, do, where does it come from? Well, they say, ah, do not murder. So who told you not to murder? Ah, they say it's just not right because your conscience is, is, is telling you that. Um, I've sent you a friend request. Oh, it's Facebook, okay Yeah um, Yeah, so you can Whether you, you You don't believe it or not God has put his law in your heart So He tells us that Mankind is made to obey God's law Because everyone knows it In their hearts And I like um A verse in in the New Testament, I'm not sure what it talks about. Therefore, no one, uh, like, we have no excuse, right? It's in Romans. Everyone knows. <laughs> they know, and no one has an excuse. You can say, ah, I didn't read the Ten Commandments. You know them in your heart. Yeah. If you lie, whether you want to say it's a white lie, but as long as it's, it's, it causes uh, harm, I mean, even though it doesn't cause harm, but you know some, somehow, some with Side that I'm lying in this moment, so you know the truth, you know the law. All right, um, the third point is man was made to dominate and subdue the earth. Uh, this is uh found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Oh, very good. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, um, Then God said, Let us make man man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the, the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Um one interesting thing that we should note from this is God commands man to subdue the earth. To have dominion over every creature except other humans. <coughs> Something that a lot of people don't understand. That we're not meant to dominate each other. Um there's a point I wrote here that says um humans are gods and nature and animals are gift and responsibility of mankind from God so we are not made to dominate each other right um we see there's there's a lot of issues going on where people want to claim right over other people or something and forget um that people are God and you are God that person is God but we're given all these other things that are not human to take care of <laughs> Yeah, they have gods, we belong to gods. Huh? We belong to gods. We are God's creation. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. Yeah, we are God's creation. (laughs) All right. Yeah, G-A. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say gods. I didn't say we are uh, gods. Oh, sorry, sorry. Me, me, me <laughs> and Felix you know, said, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Pardon, pardon my pronunciation. Yeah. Oh, you're not little gods. I don't, I don't, have, I don't support that. We are gods. okay. We oh, <laughs> belong be to so, God. <laughs> yes, yes, So. Oh, all right, uh, yeah. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, so man, man was made to dominate, and by dominating mean like caring, uh, tending, the uh, caring for God's creation. Um, uh, it's our responsibility as well. It's a gift from God. We see it in the Bible. Uh, I behold, I've given you every plants, uh, every plants for food and stuff to uh, the animals and yeah, even like even to to um. To know when they landed on Mount Ararat, God told them, I've given you the animals for food. Yeah, so God gives as gifts and care for them. Um, and then the fourth one mankind is to be holy as God is holy. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Let's go there. Um Romans chapter twelve. No no no, it's not verse one. Ah, verse twelve. Twelve verse twelve, sorry. It says um for justice the body is one and no 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 it's not. Sorry. <clears throat> um oh verse 27. No, no, no. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think I deleted the uh, number something. It's okay. Um but what it's talking about therefore uh, be like present yourselves to God. Yes, yeah, 12. 12. Verse, verse 1. Verse 2 to Two to three. Okay, yeah. It says, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking. Ah, no, no, no. I'm in the wrong. Wrong book. Wrong book. God bless you. Romans on Corinthians. Ah, I'm sorry. 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 No worries, mistake uh yeah first one I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is holy and uh, which is your spiritual worship yeah so it's a role to us that we strive to live a holy life whether male or female it's it's a command from God he wants us to be holy as he is Holy um so um man was created in the image and likeness of God and is to remain that way um in all God given attributes like he's including all of us. Yeah. It's it's there's some attributes that God that God has that he allowed uh man to even strive for um to 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 desire for um, things like holiness so we are to desire holiness and he commands us to be holy as he is holy that's part of the likeness animals cannot be cannot strive to be holy you know but we have that um god has gifted this when he says let us make man make men in our image and in our likeness so holiness is part of it um mankind was created to worship um, also comes to back to saying that God wasn't bored that uh, through worship he's getting the glory so mankind was managed to worship God um it is to live a, a life of praise and worship to God uh, is your life when you're walking whatever you're doing each each and every day that's your role in life whatever you're doing is it? Is it an act of praise and worship to God? When we say praise and worship, we're not talking about singing and dancing in church. We're talking about, um, you're like glory be to God as you're walking. Glory be to God when you're sick. Glory be to God when you're happy. Glory be to God when things are tough. Are you saying so? As you living? Are you are you living a life of worship to God? Is God finding pleasure in your in your life as as you live? Do anything that should do. Um, mankind was made to fear God. I, uh, I like this. You're the only one. Someone left me. People left. Me. Okay. Um. Yeah. To fear God, that is to give reverence to God. Uh, to exalt God for His splendor, submit to Him as part of His creation. That means you're not trying to, to, to raise your neck above God, but you submit to God. Know that everything in, in life, everything that we have, everything that we do is all in the sphere of God. is above everything. So um, when we live in fear for God, we give honor and respect to God. Saying, He is God we are just men. He is holy we are not holy. Um He is pure we are not we are not pure. He is God and we are not. Peace. So and everything we do just having that mindset um knowing and just even like it, it affects the way we we move about we we do work we relate with other people we have that in mind is something that um, it's it's guiding us to to understand who God is and who we are as people, and what God deserves from us as His creation. Yeah, that, um, that's why there was this choice of uh, let everything that is breath praise the Lord. It's a reference to God. Everything should praise God. Nothing else. And God keeps saying it in the Old Testament. I am, I am the only God. There is no other God. You know, so God wants us to fear him, to revere him. Um and then these ones I reserve them as uh, the last two. Find them in the New Testament. One of the, the people, I don't know if the disciples, asked, What is the greatest commandment? So my second from last point is to love God because that's what he commands in the Bible. It's a role, it's it's something we should do, male or female, love God. Now uh, so this person asked, uh Master, what is the greatest commandment? And he said it is to, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with your with all your heart and all your, your soul and all your mind. So <clears throat> God um needs I don't know he needs but uh he has to be loved. That's what he commands. We need we need to 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 live a life of love for God. And this kind of like it even creates a shock to everything that we've been talking about. The Bible says, Jesus says, if you if you love me, you follow my commandments. So we talked about commandments, um, that God mankind was made to follow the law of God. So loving God encompasses everything. When you love God you worship Him. When you love God, you take care of His creation. When you love God, you live a holy life. When you love God, you fear him. When you love God, you obey his law. And you lo- when you love God, you glorify him.
1: People who love
0: themselves, they don't glorify God. They glorify themselves. amen then the second greatest commandment, which is, which is our last point in the, in the general law or purpose of man, is to love others. Um, Jesus then went on to say that, the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and it's it's a command. So it's a role, even in church. I think it's an emphasis in, even in the, in the churches. We visit each other when we're sick. We greet each other. We try to brighten each other's day sometimes. You come home and maybe there's an, an issue or something. And when you meet with other brothers, you shouldn't leave the the... The, the fellowship, feeling the same way you came. But because of the love that the other brothers have, brothers and sisters have, um, you have to feel uh, cheered up, right? So that's, that's, that's the command in the Bible. So if you're a Christian, whether you're a man or a woman and you don't love, then you have to reconsider. Or think about it, why don't you love? What's lacking? Because it's a command from God and it's a role that every man and woman should have, should play. Um, So now I'm going to talk about the purpose of men and women. These ones I couldn't really separate them to say, uh, let's talk about men and women here. But because some of these points are intermingled somehow. So I have five points I've uh, I've come up with. I'm just going to go through them uh, quickly. Um... Number one is to coexist. So the roles of a man, let's say, a man, is to coexist with a female counterpart, whether married or unmarried. I mean coexisting as like, I mean like just being that in the earth there this is an earth full of men and women. And God made that for a purpose. There's, there's this balance that God created that men should respect and women should respect. Um, Men are supposed to be watchers. I mean, um, men and women are supposed to be watchers of each other in different ways. Um, men, by watching over over women, are to protect the females, protect the women from sinners, from things that are beyond their physical ability. Um, and women should protect also, should be watchers of men by being modest. At the same time, men should be, there's also modesty. In these days, modesty is also very important to men as well. Uh, we have a lot of things going on in the world. People going to the gym and wanting to show off their, whatever whatever they did, the games. their games and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a, it's also a stumbling block to other women. So in modesty, look over each other that's the roles of both men and women um women submitting to men's protection and we live in a feministic world where some women say I don't need I know I don't need a man in my life we' uh, even, see even in in Hollywood movies I don't know if you've ever watched Wonder Woman Wonder Woman is about um the world they're the, called the Amazons it's a it's a, it's a kingdom of women alone, there are no men. They do everything, they take care of each other, you know, there's wow. no there's wow. no men, And this is the world is try what the world is trying to encourage, that women can exist without men, but God didn't intend it to be so. So um there's no world that men can live without women, and there's no world that men women can live without men. This is how God made it. Um. So women sub- they, they need to submit to men's protection. Just understand that you know this is what things are. Should need protection, and also submit to their ability to protect as well. Right. Um. The men. This is what I usually people. Like people talk about in terms of, um, in terms of uh, young men who are in a courtship relationship, that they should guard, God's daughters in holiness, purity. Um, when you are dating someone, you're like, you you are trying to protect them from yourself sometimes, protect them from de- those desires that come around. So it's also a role that as a man, you have to protect women from sinning. At the same time, women not tempting men because men have desires and stuff, It's it's another topic. But so that's the balance that we're talking about uh, in terms of the coexistence that is between men and women. And the second point is to live a life of purity. Psalm 119, Verse 9, Psalm 119 verse 9, um, it says, how can a young man keep his ways pure by guarding it according to your word? So, whether you're a man or a woman, also you need to live a life of purity, purity of heart, purity of mind. Um. <clears throat> Number three, to strengthen one another. There's a, a verse that I think uh, Pastor Joe uses. It's in Proverbs 27:17. I am iron. <laughs> <laughs> you always need other godly men around. And you too, you should be a godly man so you can sharpen other men. So it's a role, it's a command in the Bible. That's why we fellowship. That's why we meet as a group. We don't say, ah, you know, just be in your, in your bed, worship in your, in, in your house. But we meet each other so we can strengthen each other. So if you... It's a responsibility to everyone that you should be able to sharpen other, others and should be willing to be sharpened by others. So, yeah. Same thing with women. When they meet, they they, 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 they train each other. The Bible says that older women are to teach young women, yeah, things like that. So when you're an older woman, it's your role. Um, number four, in case of marriage, this is now the case of marriage. The man is supposed to love his wife as Christ. If you're married, as Christ loves the church. And wives submitting to their husband. This is uh, a wholesome one the <laughs> Pastor Joy is going to talk about one day, or maybe he's already talked about it. Yeah. Um, that's a role. If you're in a, in a, in a married relationship as a man, your role is to love your wife. This Christ loved the church, and the wife should submit to the husband. And then uh, the fifth, the last one is um, men are made to lead in many... St- this one, maybe people might find it controversial, but a lot of these things are true. Mm-hmm. That men are, t- are made to lead in many institutions, whether we like it or not. Um, In marriage, the Bible says it, men are the leaders. In the church, right, men are leading, men are supposed to lead. Security, uh, there's something that... <laughs> Felix mentioned about a certain minister who's being guarded by a woman with a gun. <laughs> this minister is a man is being guarded by a woman. That's the bodyguard. That's body. a <laughs> fool It is a very it, it's a shameful thing to it's a shameful thing to to men. Instead of men being the protectors uh towards the women. This is what the Bible I mean this is how God created the the world that's why we have men and physic more like the physical abilities of men are more they have more strength they have more st- uh, endurance than women um, so like it or not it is true even in governments governance I mean <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, Um, yeah, there's (laughs) something, no, 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 but okay, let's look at the the pattern of the Bible, right, okay, you might want to say, ah, there was Deborah, others, Aquila, Priscilla, something like that, right, Mm -hmm. but you see, even when God was mentioning, okay, for example, let's start with this one. Uh, Israel or, or Jacob had 13 children. One was a girl, Dinah. We don't hear much about her. We're not saying that she was inferior or anything. But with the re- uh, relevance of the story, we see God is mentioning he's raising a nation um out of these twelve sons of of Israel and um we see even leaders coming from there. So we see the Bible talking about men a lot, even among women, it, it puts them aside. I'm not saying that they are not important, but in terms of um, the things that were, even some of the things that were happening in that time, you know, it, it made sense to say there were 5,000 men that were fed by, 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 by Jesus, but it wasn't just men, there were women and children. Uh, there were 4,000 that were fed by Jesus. Um, even in the military, a lot of the military leaders, we have Johap, uh, Joab, Joab. okay. He was uh he was a military leader. Uh David was a military leader. Even Moses, he went to oh, sometimes uh Joshua, I know that. So um this is it's it's how God made things. Um today we have an issue with uh Uh, this issue with gender equality and stuff women want to be generals in the army Uh, yeah it's a controversial topic but uh, I think this one we're going to discuss it further (laughs) as we (laughs) go yeah uh, yeah so yeah this is what I have for you today Um, I was able to keep time so um, leave some time for for questions now.